0: means these technologies are now here and starting to be used. We're just around the corner, from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.
1: Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with Future Tech Podcast. I'm talking with um, Eric Miller, the founding CEO of CoinCircle, a pretty high-profile guy, and he's going to be one of our speakers at the upcoming Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference in Dallas, uh, February 16th to 18th. So I'm looking forward to having them. Eric, how you doing? Great. Uh thanks for having me. Yeah, right. and um you know, not to demean other guests, but you have a pretty crazy background. So if you don't mind, you know, tell me a little bit about your background first. Uh, thanks a lot. Um
2: yeah, so I uh well, I got started doing technology startups um back in the dot com days in the late 90s early 2000s. Um and that was really the beginning of my career. Um and uh and then I sort of started and I worked in uh, technology I was really passionate about computer graphics um, and uh, worked in technology there as a technical director writing a lot of different software um, one of the pieces of software I wrote was like nominated for a Technical Academy Award which was it's kind of cool um, and uh, that was like a muscle and skin simulation system um, and then um, I started this company that uh, you know I sort of had this vision to reinvent the future of computing um, and so that was, uh, that was around 2010 when I first started working on that. Um, and it was, uh, started building a visor that had a computer in it and optics with displays, um, as well as, uh, some smart glasses. And I had this sort of plan to, um, to just com- completely change the paradigm and the modality and, uh, of, um, of using a computer so that it was entirely, um, wearable. And then around 2011, Google Glass got announced and, um, and, and um, uh, Oculus Rift came out and we were, we we're sort of my startup had raised some money and where the whole industry just sort of formed. And um, then that company ended up getting sold to Snapchat um, as Snapchat's first acquisition. And out of that um, came the, the Spectacles product that Snapchat made. Um, so that was a, it was kind of an interesting and fun experience. And it's kind of cool today even to like, while well, walk into like, you know, T-Mobile or something, and there's all these VR headsets on the shelf. And Um, I kind of, you know, played a part in creating the spark that ignited that industry at the beginning. So that was kind of fun. Um, I created a, uh, I started a um, small venture firm called Hyperspeed Ventures, um, where I invest in radical breakthrough technology that leads to emerging technological megatrends. And so um, I've invested in everything from quantum computing to space, rocketry, microsatellite, um, genetic engineering, um, electric um vehicle electric flight vehicles um and um and a number of other really cool companies and um and uh and and one of the companies i invested in is called unicorn uh was founded by the um the prior um tr- uh, founder of voodoo pc and who also created microsoft ventures my friend raul and um and unicorn is an esports platform for wagering on the outcome of video games and um and then through the through the conversations with Raul and, and sort of, you know, my, I've been involved in Bitcoin since like 2011 when I first discovered it. Um, you know, I started mining it out of, cause it was kind of the only way you could get it back then was to mine it. And I was so curious about this new peer to peer digital currency. So I, so I started mining Bitcoin in 2011. Um, didn't make it a full-time job mining it, but, um, but even at my last startup company, the one that I told you about, um, we had some miners running on our, Uh, video processing servers you know we were like even mining dogecoin at one time one point when dogecoin first came out um and um and then um and so like we you know we were one of the first startups i knew about that accepted bitcoin for the sale of our glasses actually um and and stuff like that so so anyway um so so then I'm, i'm talking to raul and i'm telling him about ethereum and like the ico stuff and we started chatting and um, it was like, wow, Unicorn should do a token um, and should do a token sale. It be really cool. And so that's kind of the inception of CoinCircle and how CoinCircle came about, which is the company I'm currently the CEO and founder of. And so um, Raul and I started working together and we, we came up with this concept of doing a digital token for esports wagering called Unicorn Gold. And we did that and we launched that project together and I created CoinCircle in the process. And we were the main um, advisory firm, but we also have a team of engineers that wrote the smart contracts and built the token for them. We have a growth hacking team that helped them do the marketing and PR. Um, we helped bring in a large amount of capital into the token sale, and um, and, and as well as Ethereum and um, and Bitcoin uh, to to buy the and gold. And then um, and then we uh, we built the token and we launched the token and we we wrote all the code that distributes the tokens to everyone's wallets. And uh, in the process, you know, Unicorn sold like over $30 million worth of uh, Unicorn Gold. And we wrote smart contract uh, code and token code that, that created like about $300 million worth of value, which was pretty cool. Um, yeah, that's great. Yeah. And so that's uh, that's basically my, my story.
1: All right, so all right. So you're invested in many ventures. I know Unicorn Gold, I guess in full disclosure, I participated in the ICO, if anyone cares. But uh, yeah, looks oh, cool. like a great venture. Okay. What is the main premise of Coin Is it just to find promising uh, technology and invest in it, or is there other ventures that it's involved in? Yeah. So what we do is, um, so
2: we're we're building a lot of underlying technology to help support the um, the process of building and, and transacting digital tokens, and then we work with established companies that have, um, you know, that that typically we we'll look we work with um, post Series A companies that are already well capitalized that have a credible proven, vetted team that have an existing product or service um, with a growing network of users that may already generating revenue. Um, generating revenue. And then um, we look for opportunities to integrate a token into their business model. So have a, the product or service um, you know, be able to utilize a digital token. And so um, by integrating, by creating token mechanics um, using smart contracts, that uh that can um you know sort of interface with their product or portion you know portion of their product becomes decentralized we then are creating software um that uh that creates additional value for the customers for the users of the of the product or service that creates additional value for the companies um and that is uh, also in the process of doing a token sale becomes a form of non-dilutive uh financing for the company or really just revenue for the company um and uh and then in doing so create a lot of extra value for uh, for everyone. And so that's that's essentially what CoinCircle is doing. And then we're supplying a lot of, we're creating and supplying a lot of the underlying technology to help support the utilization of that token within the, um, the company's product or service.
1: Well, what's the, um? I mean, I have my own opinion of the climate right now. I don't know, I'll give it to you, but I want to hear your opinion. I mean, it seems like, you know, there's been tons of ICOs. Everyone's fishing in the same pond and expecting the same group of people to, Invest in all these ICOs, and I feel like it's drying up, and I feel like it's getting tired and exhausted. So, what's Mm -hmm. what's it like for your from your perspective right now? What do you see the ICO market doing, and where is it going? Yeah, so I mean, you know, we took this, uh, you know,
2: upon sort of the the inception of the company, we took this position where I mean, I I felt that way the entire time that we were the way that you're describing kind of the entire time, even as we were starting the company, Um, you know. And the reason why is because you know there's a ton of projects that aren't very credible. Um, and they just continuously are popping up. And, um, you know, there used to be a lot of scarcity around, the, the you know, if someone was launching a new token. Um, and, uh, and now it's like so common that, um, you know, you have to really do a lot of diligence on the project itself and just really kind of understand that aspect of it. Um, there's also a lot of interesting market dynamics that are occurring right now in terms of just like, the um, you know the, the the volatility of the overall crypto market, and then the combination of like you know the when the the the, um, the sort of pair trading that happens between different um, cryptocurrencies, and sort of what happens when Bitcoin has a huge spike. You know, like I mean, you can kind of see it between. Um, If you just look at, like, Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash, for example, there's just, like, weird dynamics now that are happening. And kind of, like, if you look at the Ether, the price of Ether, and then when there's, like, a big ICO, you can see these really interesting pair dynamics happening. And um, so there's a lot of, like, you know, interesting things that are happening within the crypto um, market that aren't necessarily normal because of the dynamics between the different currencies. Um, And then, you know, you're kind of hitting this long tail of tokens where, um, you know, it used to be a day on the Internet when, there, you know, any when there were only like, you know, a few hundred or a few thousand websites, right? And I, I kind of remember back in the 90s when, you know, you could almost, you know, you could have the Internet indexed on like a single web page, you know? And it was a big web page, but you could literally like almost every website was like on that single page, right? And you could just click through all the links and go, oh, here's all the pages on the Internet. I mean, the concept of that happening today is just completely like, you know mind boggling there's so much data on the internet that you know you have to have a company like Google to even um even have a chance of of, of finding something that you're looking for um and so I think we're starting to hit the beginning of the long tail of the token market where um you know the uh the, the Amazons and the google's and the facebook of sort of tokens will start to emerge, and I don't think that the, it won't be like a winner take all kind of thing um kind of like the internet is, but the but tokens themselves have this really interesting, um there's a really interesting analogy and parallel to be had with um you know between sort of like the, the emergence of the internet and then the emergence of blockchain and um and cryptocurrencies. And uh, you know I see the 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 decentralization, like the next the next uh version of the internet will be decentralized and it will be um you know uh, operating on a, a sort of web 3.0, completely decentralized internet where, you know, projects out there are kind of like Ether role today where, um, you know, you, you like nobody owns that. It's just, it's sort of like a public good and it's just, it's sitting out there and anyone can write a really, really lightweight JavaScript interface on top of it. So there's not like a, a single um, place that it may actually exist. So it's like this decentralized web, you know, it's like this decentralized internet is starting to emerge. Um. Where there's not necessarily a server for uh it's just all on the blockchain um and um and there's a token attached to it you know and and then the token itself um sort of can you can drive value from that and and so when you start to like tie together the different cryptocurrencies and what they do and how the smart contracts operate or so what kind of value those create, and you evaluate that and you look at like which ones are gonna create the big like the most network effects um then you know you start to sort of imagine. So, um, many of them will be much bigger than others, and um, we're all still learning that right now. Um, but I think that we're at just the very beginning stages of a uh, what's currently like a, you know, <laughs> I think last time we talked, it was like a $100 billion market. And today, it's like a $200 billion market, right? And that was just like a month yeah, ago yeah. or something. Uh, um, and so I'm like incredibly bullish about the entire space. Um, and you know, I mean, it's it's very clear to me that this is easily a multi-trillion-dollar market in the next five years. Um, and so, you know, that doesn't mean that every single project is going to be a good project. And um, and so, part of what we do at Coin Circle is work only with sort of like the best quality, um, the best quality teams, and we work with uh, with with we, we build projects that we believe will be um, will be like very successful in the long term basically
1: so what are what are some of the characteristics do you think of a a good project that can succeed versus just a mediocre one or one that's not gonna do well i mean so there's 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 indicators and then there's sort of attributes of the to- of the way that the token
2: works itself um yeah, maybe both i think gen- both anyway. yeah yeah yeah, so I think generally like indicators are the um the quality of the team um the uh you know their past ability to execute things like that also the uh the market that they're operating within sort of like what what's the growth potential of the market that they're operating within um you know sort of if it's a really small market then there's probably not the token itself won't transact that much um and uh and you know people won't that not that many people will be interested in purchasing the token um so that's also another um another thing and then also just like how well capitalized is the team that's doing it already like are they doing a token sale because it's like a it's a way for them to try to get money or are they doing are they building a like in the core you know at the core of what they're building is it like a a passion to create like a decentralized a piece of decentralized technology that could be like transformational in the way that it operates Um, you know and so those are all kind of like indicators right so if someone approaches us and they you know, it's clear that they're just like, oh my God, this is such a great way to raise money. Like we don't we're not interested in working with those types of companies right. because um, you know, that's not the that's not the nature of what we want to build. The nature of what we want to build is like um is is the, you know building something that's the future of the internet. Um in in and, and you know we don't we don't see it as much as a as a form of financing as we do as uh, um as a as a way to a really cool way to sell a new utility that's like decentralized that has a currency attached to it, has a crypto
1: token attached to it. Whether you're invested in them or not, what what projects um, are you excited about that you're seeing out there? They made a couple examples. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, um
2: guess there's a bunch, but like, you know, um, I mean, I, I so I think Filecoin is really brilliant. Um, you know, I think that's a, a really great, I mean, like, you know, the decentralized Dropbox, and I mean, I think they, they have a really cool um, – um, but um, you know, I think that's a great one. I think Civic is really cool. Um, I think that Augur and, uh, and also Gnosis are, are really cool projects. Uh, what's the uh, Golem? Golem is really cool. Uh, you know, um, I mean, there's like a there's a whole bunch of them. So I mean, those are some that are out
1: already. And um, okay, um, it seems like I, now in, in a lot of the sub niches in crypto, I mean, there's there's competition. So you, know, you mentioned Filecoin, whether well, there's storage, there's Sia Coin, there's there's a few others, and it seems like you know in every corner of crypto now there's four or five companies trying to do the same thing you know whether it's medical data or tracking shipments etc it seems like they'll you know at some point they can not all succeed i mean do you think there'd be a uh, there's a shakeout coming or you know how do you think that things are going to go over the next year
2: um
1: yeah i mean so i you know there's definitely
2: like competition between different tokens and i i mean i honestly i don't really know how things will go in the next year in terms of I think the better projects will succeed. Um, and that comes down to execution typically, uh, you know, execution and, and, and like product market fit kind of, I guess if you could call it that. I think in the future, I kind of imagine the situation where um, there could be like currency, cryptocurrency wars as a form of competition. Like, like if I, you know, if you're first to market, so the space has network effects. So if you're first to market um, and, you know, you build like a large market cap and you have mm-hmm. a, like a, your token's worth has like a significant value to it, and you're holding a decent if if someone's holding a decent amount of those tokens they could like use they could liquidate a small percentage of those use those to buy um you know a competing token and then just like dump it in order to crash the price at you know strategic times right i mean so it's like there's like these really weird things that could start to happen like in terms of like how you could be like, you know, you could never do that with a private company because, you know, you would never let a competitor like invest in your equity when it's clear that they would have like that they could potentially have like nefarious. Um, so anyway, I see a future where this type of thing starts to happen. And I think it might be happening a little bit right now. And I mean, like, even if you look at the dynamics between Bitcoin and Bitcoin cash, you know, Um so so, so there's like definitely interesting dynamics happening between different currencies. And um, I think there could be, t- and, you know, I've heard someone, I can't remember who it was. Uh, it might've been Vinod Khosla, but like somebody has said something like, you know, the future of warfare is, um, is economic. And, um, and then, you know, and, and then I've heard other people say the future of warfare is cyber. And I think like, you know, cryptocurrency is clearly the convergence of like cyber econo- and economics, right? It's like, well, crypto economics. So I think there's going to be like crypto economic warfare. Kind of that starts to happen, and you know, and and, and truly, actually, I think mean, we're already entering into the sort of at least the indicators exist that that will start to happen. Like, you know, you start to see um, all the different sort of players on the global chess, you know, making the um, in the in, in, making these global chess moves. Like, um, you know, you've got China shutting down exchanges, and you've got like Dubai issuing Dubai and Singapore issuing their own state-run blockchains, and you know, Japan legalizing cryptocurrency, and like Australia like declaring that. Bitcoin won't be is tax free and like you know countries like um, you know uh, Gibraltar are spinning up like all these like very friend, ICO friendly
1: regulations and um,
2: well that's, that's so, I want to
1: ask you you know war war buying between who I and mean, it sounds like countries
2: well I mean it's just you, you well right now that's how we think of things I think in the future we'll be living in a completely borderless world but I don't know how how long that'll take to get there um, but I think decentralization is the is the path towards that happening um and so like sort of self-governance um and uh and, and so anyway you know like the I, it'll be interesting to see how this pans out because at some point like like regular money will become like just so hyperinflated and um a lot of people think that the measure of inflation like if you measure inflation against bitcoin the US dollar against bitcoin like it's ridiculous you know if you measure like the like even if you just take like the the net value like the average value of all fiat currencies and you measure it against bitcoin then like you know the the infl- like inflation is like in- like incredibly real um and so yeah. the question is like is that why you know there could be a, there could be some black swan events where like the US dollar i mean i don't want this to happen but like this this could happen like where the US dollar is unseated as the global reserve currency um right. and then you know China has been constantly accused of You know, economic, uh, or you know, some sort of like currency manipulation and things along these lines. And so, you know, there could be some really kind of crazy things that start to happen. um, You know, as China sort of moves into the cryptocurrency space, because the fact that they started outlawing and banning um, exchanges, and that there's rumors that they're developing their own state-run currency-like solution. So, a cryptocurrency solution. I mean, I, you know, I've heard rumors that the Fed is also looking into this. so, uh, so, so, you know, there's a lot of interesting things that could start to occur that may not be fully predictable by people um, just based on the dynamic outcomes that, you know, the, the, the dynamics of the um, global system. Like nobody really understands macroeconomic dynamics and you enter, you know, then you add like the variable of cryptocurrencies into this. And, um, and, uh, and that, I think that creates a lot of unknown, unpredictable circumstances.
1: Well, you know, I know no one knows, but what are some of your guesses about what else may happen? You know, where do you, I think you have a unique perspective. I mean, where do you see things going? Six to 12 months, do you think you're going to be big upheavals or if we don't have enough? Um, I mean, I think generally that like, I'm not sure about that, but I think that crypto,
2: like, so I think that programmable money is the future of money. Um, And so I think that like Ethereum and smart contracts are the, the first time that that ever really existed in a in a plat, with a platform model a decentralized platform model where it could be um, you know um, start to be utilized on a larger scale and we can see the success of that of how how that's worked out and how that's working out and so I think the um, the concept of programmable money is incredibly powerful and so enabling and cool that um, that like like in the future that's that's what money will be. Um, and so the ability for anybody to issue their own digital tokens um, is such a huge thing right now. Like we're at the very beginning of a of a you know multi-trillion. I think it's actually like in the in the in the relatively mid medium term, it's like a hundred trillion dollar opportunity, like in the next 10 years or something. Um so the ability for people to create their own digital tokens and that can be used, that have a utility, um, that can be traded between other um, you know, for other tokens. Could be something that um, you know is something that will be the way that all value is transacted in the future, and if you think about it like you know the the the, the sort of like virtualization of everything in in the world is something that 's like a trend that i don 't think will ever stop at this point, so more and more data will be um, you know just like digitized um, and more and more objects you know, the, the more things that we can do with our phones and with our computers um, so you know, transacting is that's been a thing for a while now. And so, um, you know, as we start to uh, represent things like more and more in the digital world, and cryptocurrencies start to tie with that, tie into that, and we can attach value to those um, to, to those uh, sort of digital assets, and then transact between them. Um, you know, use that value to transact, you know, other value on the other side of that so basically like trading tokens with, for other tokens, um, then, uh, you know, then that just like creates this really cool method to, it's, it's a, it's a non-zero sum sort of economic, um, scenario where you're just creating huge amounts of value and, um, and not like, you're not losing any value anywhere. So, um, so like, you know, when we build a token for a company, um, we you know, like i said with um with unicorn, there was like three hundred million dollars of value that was created approximately at the time of the of the um token distribution, and so you know that's that's value that like didn't exist previously prior to that um and if you think about that that's really phenomenal like that's like that's economic value that was created i in you know I don't want to say out of thin air because we worked really hard for, to build it right. but um you know but it was really value that was created um based on the, the existing, based on like the, the ability for those tokens to transact on unicorns network and to work within their software and their product. And so if you think about all the opportunities like that, if you like think about, you know, Starbucks has their own token and Amazon has their own token and McDonald's or, you know, I don't know, um, you know, the different places have their own token and you can walk into those and there's like a, there's an an, an application that can just sort of trade those tokens for other tokens and you're just holding all these different tokens and, you know, companies are using them as loyalty reward points and issuing them to all their customers. And, you know, and then the customers are going and then transacting there and trading other tokens. And like, I mean, it it creates this sort of situation where in the future um, digital tokens could become the solution for sort of the problem of the automation economy, like where, um, you know we have this problem with artificial intelligence uh, uh potentially in the future automating everything that everybody does and i think that like we'll hit this we'll we'll move into this future world where um you know that will happen right and and so then how do people actually make money like does that change the acquisition of, of value right like um, the ability for people to to buy things and still live uh and still live happily and so i think that like the creation, the ability to create programmable money and the ability for sort of everything to get tokenized, all assets in the world to get tokenized um, and then transacted will, will, will be a major part of solving that problem. And, um, and I think there will even, even probably be like AI that's running on the blockchain um, that, uh, that, that will be like issuing tokens and, and stuff like that as well. And, um, and, you know, it's a really, it's going to be a really interesting future in that regard. But this problem of the automation economy where, where AI automates everything and nobody has the ability to, um, to earn any money is a major – is a really a major problem that we're going we're gonna to face in the future. Um, and I really do think that programmable money has the ability to, um, to solve that problem.
1: What do you think it's going to take for uh, you know, crypto to become widespread where it's taken by Starbucks and it's taken by you – know, I mean, it's taken everywhere. How far out are we and what's it going to take? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to say exactly, but I think you can sort of study things like,
2: um, like market adoption. Uh, there's like this thing called the diffusion of technology, um, where there's like a, there's different like formulas that can predict these things. Um, there's like the, there's the concept of crossing the chasm, you know, like where there's a certain amount of mar- there's like different stages of market adoption. Um, and then, you know, once you hit like sort of a critical mass, then um, something becomes like you know m- like mass market. Um, there's this this thing called like the, the the hype cycle, you know, where something gets really really overhyped and then it hits the sort of um, reality of what actually can happen, and then it sort of drops off this cliff in terms of like um, so so and then you know but then there's a there's a time frame where it takes the actual time for the adoption to happen. Um, so there's a whole bunch of different like um, uh, technology based Uh, like sort of trend adoption or like technology adoption, um, uh, you you know, frameworks that could be referenced in order to try to predict this. But I think that cryptocurrencies are very different in regards to most of the attributes that exist within them. I mean, there's really powerful network effects. Um, they, they can't, there's never, there's never been a market that's existed. There's never been a market that's existed that's like had all the attributes that cryptocurrencies have. So we're really operating in a new, um, in a new space and, um, you know, some things could slow it down. Like, you know, really aggressive regulations could, could cause friction that could, you know, slow down the adoption. Um, and, uh, and then so could, you know, on the flip side of that, like a huge number of like fraudulent uh really poorly run projects could also um slow down the adoption of that so then you know the appropriate amount of regulation could potentially um you know increase the the you know could could optimize the adoption and uh, and you know it's hard to say but i think in the next 10 years like the the concept of money will be completely transformed in in anyone's minds you know that like anyone that's born you know within the last 10 years will um you know w- like in in the next ten years, like they won't even even think of like paper money as being money um they'll think of like their phones or like their com- like their mobile computers or whatever form that that takes as being like where their where their money is stored and how they transact um and most likely that'll be in the form of cryptocurrency, how people bank
1: how do you think that might change
2: yeah, I mean it's really hard to say it's it's like um I don't think banks are going to disappear necessarily, um but I think that like the the role that banks play will be very different um, because, you know, obviously blockchain disintermediate, like creates a disintermediation and, and, and no requirement for, um, for the sort of trusted third party that a bank has always acted as. Um, but like, you know, when it comes to the, the, there's certain things that really are necessary. So like um, from just from like a, like an integrity and, um like a, a sort of ethical perspective, like, like, you know, not like not so, so, like, anti money laundering laws are really important, um, because you know, they stop sort of nefarious actors like, um, you know, like, uh, child smugglers or like, um, uh, uh, you know, other really bad actors like terrorists or something from being able to sort of launder money in ways that it becomes untraceable. So, um, you know, I, I think that, like, there's still going to be, like, laws and regulations around, um, you know, knowing your customer and anti-money laundering, and I think that that's never going to go away. And so I think, like, the for, like the way that, that sort of that – see, the thing is, like, most of these technologies, most of these things can actually be moved onto the blockchain and decentralized. So, like, every sort of role and function that a bank plays eventually can be sort of decentralized and utilized as a service um, with blockchain technology. So – it's hard to say. I mean, it's really hard to say. But I think what's like more interesting than like what'll happen to banks is like how we can use blockchain technology to actually um solve a lot of our social challenges. Um and um and that's like that's also a really interesting topic.
1: Oh, all right. Would well, maybe uh one example of uh, you know, a social problem that you think blockchain technology could solve feasibly? Yeah, totally. So what I mean
2: is like basically, you know, we we're, we're you know, and I was talking about the sort of problem of the automation economy earlier with these sort of AI and like I think about the future a lot, and one of the things in the future um that definitely concerns me and I think probably concerns anybody that has you know is paying attention is the pollution and the global and the global warming and sort of like all of the environment, like the the basically like the environmental challenges that we have um in front of us. It's the planet that we live on um, is facing a huge number of sort of climate um, and uh, pollution and like um, massive issues with like overpopulation and um, and uh, uh, there's a mass extinction event that's going on where uh, species are dying at a faster rate than ever uh, recorded in all of human history where there's, um, and most people aren't aware of these things or they sort of turn a blind eye. Um, you know, we, we're hitting um temperatures that are like record highs and like the hist- in the you know, as far as we have recorded history and all of like the time that we've ever been able to measure temperatures. Um in and, and uh there's floods like I used to live in Houston, Texas when I was a kid and there's like floods um that are flooding like massive parts of cities that I just would have never expected. I've never seen something like we've never seen something like this before. So um rising sea levels and air pollution and water pollution, the the sea, the, the oceans populations are, um, the fish, you know, the fish are, the, the, the population of fish is rapidly declining. And I mean, if, if we pollute the oceans and, and, um, and overfish, we will literally kill the planet. Um, and, uh, and so like we're, we have these really big challenges in front of us. And I think that technology is the way that we can solve a lot of these challenges. Um, and really, really interestingly, if you re- if you look at what cause like so, there's this really complex dynamic system that exists on the planet Earth with human beings just like doing all these things. Um, and obviously, we produce waste as humans and stuff like that. Um, but if you look at the root cause, it's sort of like the framework that created these problems. It's all based on incentives from that that are structured around economics. And so, um, so you can look at like you know, like what drives everyone's behavior um, is, is, is economic. Like you can, you can tie that back to economics. And so now with cryptocurrency, we have this really cool new thing um, called crypto economics where we can do things with cryptocurrency that you can't actually do in a, in a like real world physical uh, economic framework. Um, And so you can build crypto economic models that, that have incentives tied to them. And when those, you know, and those incentives Um, you know, you can have smart contracts that measure, um, you know, that theoretically measure data that, um, that can cause the certain things to happen that will increase the value of a, of a a token, for example. Um, so like uh, one scenario is, and I, I talked about this at the blockchain summit on Necker Island too, with, to a whole bunch of people and, um, and lots of people got excited about this idea, but, um. You know, I I came up with this concept called like crypto impact economics, where, you know, you can sort of take the the attribute, um, take the problem that you want to solve and then find out a way to measure it on a local scale or on a sort of on a larger scale and then take that measurement data and then tie that to um, to to the ability to reduce the supply of a token um, and then sort of like incentivize the surrounding ecosystem kind of like in a game theoretical um, way where you can incentivize the, all of the sort of players of the, of, you know, that, are, that are contributing to this problem or that can help solve the problem um, with tokens. And then, um, and then sort of like create this scenario where as the problem is reduced, the value of the token is increased. Um, and there's a bunch of different ways you can do that using um you know using smart contracts you can burn tokens um you know incrementally you can um there's a bunch of ways to sort of like cause a, the value of a token to be increased and um and so then if you can sort of so so we so we came up with this concept called the climate coin um, that uh, I, I wrote a, a very brief white paper on just to sort of explain it to people, and um, we 're going to be putting that up on coin Circle's website soon in an impact section that we 're working on because I think like impact is a really important thing to uh, to focus on because it 's really literally the future of our world and it 's the future of like everybody that, that exists on the planet um, and uh, And the climate coin had this con- has this concept where it measures the, um, it uses the air quality index and the ocean. Um, health index and one of the guys that worked on the ocean health index at the world economic forum um is, was, it, is it helped write the um helped write the white paper and is working on this with us um part uh, time and so um cool. the idea is you know sort of measure the there were two tokens uh in the climate coin that get issued and um it's like a two token model kind of like gnosis or one of the other projects and um and then you know you sort of like issue those tokens get issued and um and based on the overall sort of pollution supply that exists in the world um and then they're valued based on like the overall amount of value um that would be required to replace the current polluters in the world um so so basically um you know then they're sold in the initial um coin in the initial uh, uh coin offering um At a price that represents that value per token. So they'd be sold to like philanthropists and stuff like that. Um, And then sort of the price of the token is set and there's, there'd be like a really huge reserve. So, I mean, we're talking about like um, um, hundreds of billions of dollars of, uh, of market value that would have to be replaced. And I think it actually was like maybe trillions of dollars. I have to look at the numbers again. Um, And then what happens is then as the air quality, Um, so then all these players in the world, like all these people would would be granted the token, um, but they wouldn't be able to transact with it yet, but they'd be able to sort of track the value of it and they'd be able to see what their, what their net worth is, is currently. Um, and then as the, um, the, all these people that have this token, um, start to work together to, um, to accept the token. So like charitable, uh, you know, so, so like the uh, different like conservation groups would start accepting the token as donation as as donations and not accepting dollars anymore all the different players that would be incentivized to clean up the environment would all go and start working to clean up the environment and as the air, air quality index increases the value of the to- of the air token uh, air quality token increases and as the va- as the um ocean health index uh increases um the uh the value of the of the um ocean health coin increases and so then that creates this really like sort of perpetual cycle where you know as people are working together to uh to clean up the world like we're creating a you know more value in the value of the tokens than what the current polluters in the world are valued at and then you could do some really interesting things where people can start like short selling the you know like the the whoever's polluting the world and you start short selling the polluters um mm. Uh, stock and stuff and just sort of crash those markets and then, you know, continue to increase the quality of the, um, of the, of the earth basically, you know? And so that's kind of, so I think like stuff like that is really, really interesting to me because, like that's the yeah, stuff no. that like crypto economics really enables, um, and on a, on a mass scale. And so when I say tokenize the world, like I'm not just thinking about it from like a greedy sort of capitalist perspective. I'm thinking about like how can we create a better world, and how can we do something that's like really meaningful with cryptocurrencies um, to to, um, to to help you know to to create a better planet, basically.
1: Well, that's great. Well, very good. So what's uh you know we can go on for a long time but what's, what's a good way for people that are interested to talk with you or share ideas or propose a project to uh, get in touch with you over coincircle. Yeah so
2: you can go to coincircle.com and um and there's a form at the bottom um, where you can sort of sit to talk about what you're interested in and you can send it that way and we haven't uh, we haven't officially launched the site but um we do have some information on there about um you know sort of what we do and we have a wallet a wallet technology that we've deployed we have um, a chat application that we've deployed um, and um, and we're working on some really cool new technology that we'll be announcing soon um, one of the things that we're working on is uh, is our as a token that we'll be um, uh, selling at some point that we haven't uh, fully um, announced I think that if you go to the website you can click on it it's called the circle coin um, and um, it's uh, it's it's a really cool. It's basically a collection of all the token sales that we do. Um, we hmm. uh, we take a, a portion of those tokens that transact through the Coin Circle platform, and we put them into the Circle Coin. So it will like be perpetually collecting more and more tokens um, over time, and uh, we're really excited about that. And so we'll be we'll be doing a token sale
1: for that um, at some point in the future, um, probably sometime next year. Oh, very good. So that token will. Um... You know, amalgamation of the value of all the investments you've made, essentially?
2: Yeah, something like that. Yeah, exactly. It really will be a reflection of the growth of our platform. So, as we get more and more companies that go through Coin Circles, um, you know, a uh, platform that we're building, um, then uh, as they transact through the platform or as they do ICOs through the platform, um, then the Circle Coin will be collecting, uh, uh, you know, in some cases small, small percentages of token, In some cases, larger percentages of tokens, um, and they'll all be going into a smart contract that's held by the Circle Coin. And so, as you, when you, when we distribute the Circle Coins, uh, everyone's Circle Coin will actually represent a percentage of tokens
1: that will be con- constantly growing as the Coin Circles platform grows. Okay. Well, very good. Well, Eric, thanks for coming on the podcast, and looking forward to having you come speak. And to hear more of your wisdom and see what's going on so thank you
2: yeah thanks i'm looking forward to the uh the bitcoin ethereum cryptocurrency super conference
0: it should be really cool the bitcoin ethereum and blockchain super conference is coming to dallas texas february 16 17 and 18 in 2018. if you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto to hear directly from the top minds in this field